Hi, everyone, and welcome to the brand new season of the Fandom Report. That is right. New name, new season, new format, where it's a whole new ball game. And I am so excited to host the very first episode with my very dear and good friend, Jess, aka female Peter Parker. Hello, hello. Hello. <laughs> and I see that you are wearing the Stark University sweater from my merch account. Oh, my of God. Course. We love it I so love much. It. It's so comfy. It's like the softest sweatshirt I own, and I throw it on every day. I'm that not makes me so happy. <laughs> um, but yes, we, we both know why we are here today, and you all know why we are here today, to talk about the first two episodes of Hawkeye. It was so good. It was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Oh my god. I don't know how you were feeling, but literally... 10 minutes into the first episode I was like bawling yes <laughs> yes and then yeah. like it was counteracted by like laughing at the same time but it was mm-hmm. just a really <laughs> yeah. yeah no it was a great way to introduce Kate and like set up her her backstory and I did like how with like the opening credits that they kind of just walked you through her whole like it we're not going to do all these flashbacks we're not going to do all these things it's just you can see she did all these things. She's trained. She's very skilled. That's it. We're moving on. But the opening with the flashback to Battle of New York. Oh my gosh. Like, as like as soon as her, so her young Kate Bishop's reaction to like the explosions and seeing the Shatari outside, like that already. I was I just wanted to hug that little girl. But then when as soon as she like walks into the office and you just know that the dad is gone. I know. And then that whole like part where she's standing on the ledge of the exploded wall and she's looking and it's that scene where Clint like jumps off and he like shoots the arrow and then they did like a different angle of it. I literally was like, oh my God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So the fact, so first of all, I got a little bit of like Tony and Peter Parker vibes from like from Iron Man 3 when when, um, Tony saves Peter. It was very similar. You know, we have a new mentor-mentee relationship where without knowing it, he saved the person who will become his 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 new mentee and it's 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 just so good because that's that clip um of Clint when he you know jumps off the roof and like shoots the arrow that's like one of my favorite Hawkeye moments in like the entire MCU so I'm really glad that they revisited that it's so good oh I love like little callbacks like that I feel like Mm -hmm. it makes everything connect so well and they did such a good job and then (laughs) We're halfway done crying, and then Rogers the musical. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my god, I I was torn watching Rogers the musical between like vibing with it and just having kind of like secondhand embarrassment. <laughs> like Same. I could relate to Clint. Like Clint was just kind of like, uh. <laughs> And it's the fact that literally I've probably like written parody songs like that in my free time in the past. And like, that's what that reminded me of. (laughs) And then, oh my God. But then like, at first I was like laughing at it and then they started like zooming in on that and I just lost it again. And Mm -hmm. I was like, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, we knew it was going to come everything with you know with Natasha because you know that was basically Clint's closest connection in the Avengers yeah that was his best friend and I know and there's a hint of uh, the whole Natasha Clint friendship again in episode two where Laura mentions 
Natasha again. And I just feel like, especially with the rumors that Yelena is going to be in the show, um, I appreciate that Marvel's, you know, still paying tribute to Natasha because, you know, we missed her and we want her back. But it's going to be interesting to see how, because I mean, in this episode, Clint, in the two episodes, I should say, Clint was really just kind of like over everything. I don't blame him. <laughs> I mean, yes. I like, he's just like so over everything. And that's like that attitude of Clint Barton is like what I wish we could see interacting with Natasha and just knowing that we'll never get that ever unless like she come unless Scarlett Johansson comes back for like some flashback scene who knows <laughs> who, knows? Know. who knows um but yeah it's kind of a shame to me that we're getting the best version of Clint Barton but we'll never see that interacting with Natasha so far down the line yeah. is it so what you said made me think of two things the first mm-hmm. was <laughs> not gonna lie I like low-key forgot that Nat was gone because I just like don't like to admit that to myself no. so when the scene happened I was like yeah Nat and then I was like oh <laughs> and then it's so horrible it really like took me a good like 10 seconds to be like oh oh yeah oh my god um anyways <laughs> the, second the audio thing- all started zooming out of your head just like, yeah, like- <laughs> everything just faded away <laughs> I like my face went white I was like um and then the second thing I was gonna say was in regards to your Yelena comment Mm -hmm. I like I know there's rumors that she's in the show I'm actually like curious I have some odd feeling that they're not gonna have her show up at all but she'll be like a post-credit scene in the last episode like they ended Loki with like that whole like setup for the future of the MCU like that's my guess I don't really know but like no, I can yeah. see that happening. I could definitely see that happening, especially if, because I doubt, I doubt that they're not going to kill off Clint Barton in his own show. No. And they keep saying, you know, Clint Barton's retired. He keeps retiring all the time. He never does. Like the whole <laughs> thing about this show is that he's staying away from his family on Christmas to save the world again, essentially, or, you know, save Kate. Um, so if Marvel plans to keep him on, for even just a little bit longer, I feel like, yeah, keeping Yelena just for a post credit scene will help with that, especially if it's going to be like a thing where she's trying to kill Clint. So that's going to be a future project, which I'm here for. Yeah, definitely here for Hawkeye season two. I especially felt like after watching these first two episodes too, I think they're really trying to focus on like, A, Clint and Kate's relationship and bringing mm-hmm. Kate into the MCU, but B, also mm-hmm. like giving Hawkeye fans this like, revamped clint barton of what they wanted him to be in the first place so i would be very like you were saying like i'd be so surprised if they killed him off in his own show like yeah very abrupt (laughs) it would be a little little unnecessary for a christmas holiday uh tv show (laughs) (laughs) i mean for some fans i will say for some marvel fans that probably would be the most wonderful time for them um but hopefully they'll change their minds once they see clint barton as he was meant to be which actually reminds me because i was you know kind of skimming through the credits to see if there was a post-credit scene i know it's still very early in the show for that but you never know marvel likes to surprise us and when i was skimming through i saw that one of the consulting producers was actually matt fraction 
of what, you oh, know. So that's I'm, why it's so good. Yes, that's <laughs> why it's so good. Cause it's even so like the, the title cards had like kind of a similar style to, to the Matt Fraction comics. As it well. had like, so it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's the same font, isn't it? It looks yes. like exactly the same. Yeah. I, I have it oh. right here. It's, it's very similar. It's yeah. very, very similar. It's like, oh, it's so perfect. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. It's so, so good. I love the yes. Matt Fraction comics. I was so excited when they had Lucky. Like, I know yes. his name's not Lucky yet, but like, yeah. we know it's Lucky from the comics. So, mm-hmm. but like, and then when, oh my gosh, I can't even tell you how loud I screamed when Grills showed up. I was like, <laughs> my God, like, oh, but now I'm scared because like, spoilers for the comics, guys, mm-hmm. but like, they kill him in the comics and he <laughs> like dies. <laughs> so now I'm like really nervous. I, but I'm also curious if it's more of like a hat tip thing where he'll show up for mm-hmm. that one episode and then they'll never mention him again. I mean, it but. could be, it could be either because that would definitely give some motivation for Clint you know, if, especially if they want to bring him back for another season, like if somebody not related to the tracksuit mafia, you know, kills, uh, kills, kills him because they saw him with the suit or exactly because he posted it on social media. Oh yeah. Yeah. He posted it on social media so because true. so there's, and we're kind of veering off into theories more than anything now, but there's this <laughs> uh, other theory that Vincent D'Onofrio who played Wilson Fisk in the Netflix Daredevil show is going to make an appearance in in Hawkeye so if Marvel is trying to do some sort of soft reboot of Daredevil they could show how Ronan kind of played a hand in toppling Wilson Fisk's organization so if Fisk is trying to find Ronan and he get you know finds this guy maybe interrogating or something trying to figure out where like who who did you give the suit to blah 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 and then that leads to like a Fisk Clint Barton um what's the word I'm looking for interaction conflict that's the word there you go conflict <laughs> on the line. yeah there's so much potential like oh my gosh I don't know just everything I know this I I know I say this about like everything that Marvel releases but like the show started and I was like this is it this is my new favorite like <laughs> no it, it is really good and the thing is finally Marvel is giving us shows that are more than 30 minutes long like yeah. the episodes are, are at least 40, like 45-ish minutes each, like not including credits. So it's like, you know, finally, thank God. But it doesn't feel that long either. It goes by so fast. Yeah. Yeah. Like you'll be like watching it and then it's over and you're like, wait, that's it? That was the yeah. whole, that there's no more this week? Like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, that's and how I both about end so well. No, yeah, oh, my, yeah. I know. Yeah. No, the second episode, I was just like... <laughs> why <laughs> like I know it was like you ended it on such like a cliffhanger man yeah. I gotta know I mean like yeah. it was so parallel to all I could think about was that one Matt Fraction comic mm-hmm. like well they already did it in episode one with the auction scene like they had yes. that whole thing in the comics with Madame Mask which I'm curious if she'll show up at, in the show I feel like there were some I don't know anyways mm-hmm. um but so like when they were doing that, I was like, oh, yes, the auction. But then like the comics had to do with like a tape that Clint had. Yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah. like that was a little different. And yeah. then. Um, but yeah, I think like that second episode with like Kate falling through the ceiling and stuff was like, wasn't it yes. also a part of that comic where she they like she had like, jumps through a uh, window or like yeah. he he like grab clint like grabs kate so while she's aiming the bow he's like running and then they jump through a window or something like that yeah it was very yeah. i just love seeing all the comic references like it's so cool 
Yes. So I'm I'm actually like looking through the comics right now. So like 100 percent. Um, what's his face? Jack is is this guy. 100 percent. So I did. I 100%. knew he was familiar and yes. I couldn't figure out why. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't put the pieces together until he did it's that the move when they were when they were sparring, um, when they were fencing him and Kate, when he did that move where he um, parried her blow from his face. I was like, wait, that's the guy. That's the yeah. guy from the comics. Oh, I'm trying to remember yeah. his name. It was something in it was, French. It was, oh, I, I just had the page open too. It was, he introduces himself as Jacques. Oh no, that he doesn't introduce himself. That's the name of the person who uh, trained him. Okay. I don't know where, well, I don't know what his name is. Cause it's not in this comic, yeah, yeah. but it's definitely this guy. Definitely. Him. <laughs> fencing guy with the fancy mustache. <laughs> yes. From the circus. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yes. And then also in the comics, obviously the tracksuit mafia. <laughs> I was okay. So here were my thoughts. Cause we knew they were going to be in it from the trailers they gave yes. us. And I was curious if they were going to stick to them saying bro every five seconds. And they did. And I, it was so funny. Like, <laughs> and it's done so well. Yeah. It's like, not like it's, it's not annoying. Yes. Yeah. It's like, bro, bro. bro. <laughs> <laughs> like when they're like, when the one guy takes offense to Clint saying like, Oh, like, you know, nice place you got. He's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, bro, it's okay. No, bro, bro, but bro. <laughs> it's so good it's so funny <laughs> and yeah, then Clint it, starts like mocking them that was hilarious yes <laughs> oh my god no. and the thing when Clint like untied himself from the chair I mean I immediately thought of Arrow like the pile I don't know if you've seen Arrow um that's like the Green Arrow show that used to be on the CW in the very first episode Oliver Queen like gets kidnapped and he's being tortured for information and he does like the same thing like he just like he's tied to a chair and he just like <laughs> it's just like actually I'm not I'm not actually <laughs> cuffed to the chair uh, so I was immediately and it's like both you know both shows about archers um, I was and, about to say the archer yeah. like yes. <laughs> the archer vibes <laughs> so it's like if you're ever gonna make a show about an archer they're gonna have to be kidnapped tied to a chair and then just be like actually voila <laughs> I'm <kidding>. free <laughs> I also think it's important to bring up the whole scene with Clint LARPing in Central Park <laughs> because that was also hilarious <laughs> so good and he just wanted no part of it like I was like me too like me too dude I feel you I think what made that so great so was funny. just like how much he was just proverbially dragging his feet like he just does not want to do this he's like why me god why <laughs> like literally all he wanted was to just go up to the guy and be like hey can I please have my suit back and they just made him do like oh my god it was so funny I think LARPing is actually so interesting like yeah it's like a cool concept we need to figure out like there needs to be like a Marvel LARPing somewhere. Yes. We all got to yes. go and Marvel LARP in New York. Yeah, we all, we all have our suits and costumes. Like, let's just do it. Just take, it's basically, it's like taking cosplay to like the next yeah. level. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It would, oh my gosh, that'd be so much fun. <laughs> you guys, comment below. Should me and Catherine <laughs> set up a LARPing in New York? In Central Park. In Central Park. So we're just going to make it just exactly. We'll get, yeah. NYPD will come and arrest us all because we don't have permits we don't have to permit. LARP. Like. Nobody snitch. 
Everybody, sh- nobody snitch, bro. Don't snitch on bro, us, bro. Bro, don't bro, don't do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, but no, especially the whole slow mo of him like walking through, and he's just like so bored. He's like not even putting any effort into it. He's just, like, <laughs> he's just done. Didn't he say like? oh god or something at one point too like he was walking he was like oh and it was in slow motion <laughs> yes no it was like somebody next to him got hit and they're being super dramatic and he's like what yeah like, what the heck? And then, he's, when, he, there, when he's um doing like the the one-on-one duel and he keeps saying just like kill me just kill me just kill yeah, he's me. like i'm ready <laughs> i want to get this over with please <laughs> i also switching topics again mm-hmm. I yeah. have this headcanon now about like like that whole scene with him and Kate where he's like addressing her wound on her yes forehead and stuff but I'm just picturing like him and Bruce together and Bruce is like no 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 you're doing it wrong like let me show you and that's where Clint learned it like I, this is my headcanon now that he learned how to do it from Bruce and Clint's just like I'm an expert now like not out, gonna lie my way. <laughs> not gonna lie I had something similar, but for me, it was Natasha. Yes. <laughs> for me, it was Natasha. Because um, we know Natasha, the girl knows how to take care of herself, especially wasn't she? I think she was also stitching up Yelena's cut or something like that um, in Black Widow. So that was like where my head my mind Rubbing went alcohol. To. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. But yeah, um, you can tell that it's, it's very obvious that Clint's going to develop like these paternal feelings you won't be able to help it oh I just love I love Kate already I loved Kate before the show even came out just from the comic standpoint but like Mm -hmm. I feel like seeing her live action now made me love her that much more and like I relate to her so much like we're the same age and -hmm. just like she's so chaotic and I was like me like (laughs) just I love the whole time I was watching I think I said like three or four times out loud to myself I was like she's an icon she's a legend and she is the moment like she really <laughs> is <laughs> oh she's great and Haley, like Haley's doing such a great job playing she her is. and the thing is too is like I'm I'm slightly older <laughs> than 22 but like the whole like where she te- like does like the triple texting and like the calling is like should I call <laughs> yeah. again it's like hmm, wait I don't know like the whole like second guessing herself but like the interactions with like you know with somebody who's older it's just it's it's they the writers got it on the nose like they nailed down that like early 20s just like kind of chaoticness like the word you said like it's it's just chaos and it's it's, you just want to like hug her but like also just like go to a bar with her too yes and like I think (laughs) like if this girl the great example of like the clock tower like I feel like symbolically (laughs) like the clock tower is like symbolic of her life right and then she just hits it and she's it's literally crumbling and she's like it's okay I mean like okay that's like only one part of it and then it crumbles more and she's like no really like it's just that part of it like I at least I got the rest and starts like that's literally what it's like to be in your 20s like and when she was like yeah well you know all the great bells have a crack in them (laughs) (laughs) she's so funny mood oh I love her so much and then she was like the pizza dog when she refers to like she's like the pizza dog it's like a royal title distinguishing and everything I was like that's it's like she's very obviously Gen Z and I'm here for it I love her oh she's so iconic and just like 
when she was wearing her aunt's clothing and just like she was like it's comfortable like, like i was like but the thing is, she looked good too like i would never be she able did. to pull that off but she looked really good in it she did she was rocking every and then her mm-hmm. mom what are you wearing i was like it's like <laughs> it's chanel can we also Probably. talk about what an absolute power move it was for her to wear a suit to that gala after her mom told her to wear a dress? I was yes. like, you go. Yes. Oh my God. I was so excited. I mean, she and she had the tie. It was kind of hard to see because like all black, but she had like the tie and everything. I was like, what an icon. And then I got so she- mad when what's his face was like, maybe you should wear something more ladylike to uh. the wedding. Like, I was like, <sighs> I was yeah. so, oh my God. Like she's like, rocking uh, a suit. Like pervy old man <laughs> like has who's very misogynistic very obviously like okay also while, while you were while you brought that up I'm kind of like stumbling over my words because I'm so mad about this guy when he was like oh are you sure he hit the jackpot with your mother I was like excuse me who do you think you are I know I was like the tea yeah, did not like his character. I know we weren't supposed to like his character, but yeah. really did not like him. He was yeah. not a vibe. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Although I am, I'm, I feel like it's too obvious that Jack is the one who killed him. But at the same time, I'm like, Jack yeah. definitely killed him. I'm, but I'm curious though, because I feel like Marvel does this to us a lot where they'll like make it obvious that it's a person, but then it's actually <laughs> so- the... Yeah, like it's actually the person control, like like Agatha and Ralph, like she was controlling him the whole time. It wasn't Mm -hmm. actually like you know, like I feel like it's gonna be one of those moments again, and I'm scared Mm -hmm. because I'm like, (laughs) oh, stupid, the whole Ralph thing. I'm still upset. That that's a whole. We can have a whole other episode talking about that. That you know my feelings about Ralph Boner. Uh, (laughs) I can't even say. (laughs) Um. But yeah, no, the person who actually killed Armand was Mephisto. That that end of um, story. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, but no, it wasn't Mephisto. It was Doctor Strange as Mephisto disguised yes. as Armani or whatever his name was. Yeah. Armani. <laughs> That's all I <laughs> literally every time I heard his name, I was I just heard like Armani in my head. I know it wasn't it, but I was just like, his name's Armani now. <laughs> Armani the third. Yeah. <laughs> Out of seven out of seven <laughs> oh the all butter seven, you get a full armani suit yes the armani's <laughs> that's just what i'm gonna call him from now on yeah. oh my god armani. so funny oh my goodness yeah no the whole butterscotch thing was like yeah that's some tea oh my god i feel like i have to sneeze hang on nope, oh, no it's gonna go away okay yeah we're just gonna deal with it Okay. I sneeze on this podcast. It'll be ingrained forever. My sneeze. It'll be the first sneeze we ever had <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I think it's gone. I think we're good. Anyways, okay. back to Hawkeye. <laughs> yes. Um, I totally lost my train of thought. I did too. I lost we're my Armani. <laughs> Armani. Yes, Armani. Great, great suits. Great. Not a great guy, but great suits. Um. So in terms of bad guys, like with Jack and everything, there is obviously like a very clear intent and desire with, with Armand and Jack to like get the Ronin blade. And then the whole thing with the tracksuit mafia, like wanting the watch. And I think the watch had like a little like sticker on it that said like Avengers compound or something. Yeah. 
I'm trying to figure out what the watch what like part of I know it's probably not going to be but part of me like wants it to be Tony's and I don't think it is I think it will be though really okay I I was kind of hoping it will be but we'll see I'm kind of scared actually that the watch is going to be one of the time GPS watches from Endgame Mm. which like I know I know they need like the quantum portal or whatever to like go back in time but that's still like some heavy duty technology and I'm just like can't can we please just not do this anymore (laughs) like can we just stop using Tony's inventions as like the cause of all the things going wrong and because like I already know with armor wars that Don Cheadle um James Road James Road Rhodes can't talk that Don <laughs> Cheadle's James Rhodes is going to star in and it's going to have to do with like Stark tech and everything and I'm wondering if this is going to play a part in it but I'm pretty sure I didn't because you know didn't get really get a good look at it but I'm pretty sure it's either going to be like some sort of watch Tony had that like opens a vault or something like underground the Avengers compound or like turns into an Iron Man gauntlet or was a time GPS mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. stressful. That's a really good point, Catherine. I didn't think of that. I just saw it and I was like, oh, it reminds me of Tony. I hope it's not his. And then I moved on. with. The- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what they wanted you to do, though. So <laughs> exactly. OK, a little bit of sidetrack and back to the beginning with yeah. Rogers the musical. But can we take like 20 seconds to talk about how Scott was at the Avengers Battle of New York in the musical? Wait, was he? Yeah, I totally was, missed that. There was a whole part where they were like, so Clint had his hearing aid turned off yeah. and then his daughter was like oh, did you turn your hearing aid off like whatever yeah, and he yeah. goes he was like I was there I lived it and mm-hmm. they were and then she said something like you look really cool and like all the Avengers on stage look really cool and Clint goes yeah well he wasn't there and it pans to I caught that piece of dialogue but somehow I missed scott on stage oh my god but now i'm just picturing scott in the audience like oh my god i got a big role (laughs) he would be so he would be so happy oh my god because here's the thing here's the thing rogers the musical is very obviously the mcu's version of hamilton like we we know that that's what it is which means that it's sold out like like for the first, I don't know how many years that this show is on Broadway, it's always sold out. It's impossible to get into and everybody's obsessed with it. So, you yep. know, Scott is blasting that soundtrack <laughs> all day, every day. And he's like, oh, this is my, this is like the one line he has in a song. He's like, oh, this is my part. This is my part. <laughs> and you just know, you know that he can't get tickets to see it. So he just bootlegs it. And then someone surprises him with tickets. And he's like, oh my God, you guys, I can finally see Roger series. <laughs> well, it makes me wonder too, oh, like Scott. how they, how like, and this is like going into like too much detail for, for a TV show, but like you know, when you make a life story and produce it and everything, you have to get the people who are in it to like sign a waiver that like, yes, I'm allowed to use it, which means they had to track down all the living Avengers or like their next of kin if they were dead and get them to like sign a waiver saying, yes, you can use my likeness, my, my name and everything in this musical. <laughs> I'm just, 
picturing them going to Bucky like we want to make a musical about Steve and Bucky's just like okay <laughs> you know what he's signing he's, he's just like, like sure yeah he's like I guess Sam's like, Sam's, Sam's like sign that? like yeah, Sam's like did you just give them permission he's like it's payback like <laughs> like what as like how much worse could they possibly portray me than the history books do that's <laughs> so true He's like, Steve loved to perform. He did it in the point. They just sign it off. <laughs> That's right. So you know that they have a musical number, the Star Spangled Man with a plan. Like they have they that. Have to. They have to. They have to. They have to. I I also wonder if they have like a musical number for the for the Civil War. I really War. hope that they just like release a whole soundtrack for this musical and that it actually like becomes like a, even just an off-Broadway, like <laughs> I just need it. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely oh it's so funny I think they underestimated how passionately the fans were going to embrace Rogers the musical yeah like I just want a whole episode just Rogers the musical okay also because this was reminding me when I was talking about it earlier but did they ever address when Clint started to wear his hearing aid and like briefly why I feel like very, I missed very it. briefly so I believe it's in the second yeah it's in the second episode there's a moment when Clint and Kate are walking through Times Square and he like moves her to his other side he's and she's like oh like you know that's very gentlemanly of you you know staying to like protect me from danger he's like no no it's because I need to hear you and she's like oh like what happened and so he flashes back to like the Battle of New York where there's like an explosion by his head and Age of Ultron another explosion by his head and then end game when the compound exploded and he was like I couldn't tell you. I don't know why it happened. <laughs> okay, so that was, I, yeah. I like, you know when you like remember watching something but you don't like yeah. connect that that's what they were talking about? That's what yeah, that was. Yeah. Like I was, now that you're saying it, I'm like realizing, okay. Mm-hmm. But that whole moment with him and Nate when they were doing the sign language. Yeah, I was oh crying. God. It was so, I it was it. so cute. I hope they put more of that because that's awesome. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like representation and stuff. Yes, especially after um to kind of, go on that slightly off topic of Hawkeye but to go on that track with Makari after the Eternals came out there was that whole thing about how Google searches for sign language for beginners was up by like 250 percent I need Makari and Clint to talk and like yes yes and oh I love but like none of the Eternals or Clint's family nobody who understands sign language is around and it's just them like just making just roasting everybody yes just some roasting everyone so in the room good. And Scott then, off to the side what are they saying <laughs> no, and then Clint would have a like Clint just like adopting like speedsters but at least yes. this one like can dodge bullets <laughs> ouch that hurt I had I had I had to do it to him oh I miss Pietro I every him. day yeah I wonder if Pietro has his own musical number in Rogers the Musical <laughs> If it was Clint Barton, the musical probably, yes. but unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately for Pietro, he probably does not have a prominent <laughs> role in Rogers the Musical. Uh, I feel like Alexander Pierce probably does. Oh, he being totally the, the does. new head of Hydra or whatever. And, and Natasha Hydra. just walks up. I'm sorry, did I step on your moment? <laughs> <laughs> it's a tap number. <laughs> She just said, but up, but up, Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> I love that. 
Matt deserves her own like tap number, ballet number, anything. Yes. Something. Yes. Something. Especially considering, you know, how close she and Steve were too. So Marvel, if you're getting anything from this is that the fans want Rogers the musical. So please, please. <laughs> we beg of you. I don't even know how much I'd need to pay you to make it happen. I'll give you my left arm. <laughs> Bucky off camera. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> Rocket. How much for the arm? <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here. It's like I have one dollar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's really. That really is. Yep. That also was another thing with Kate, like being cut off from her mom and just being yes. like, "Ah, it's a vibe." Like this. <laughs> She's what like, it's like yeah, to be mom. in college. Like, yeah. She's. She's like, yeah, I got, you know, they, my mom cut off my credit cards. I'll, I'll, she's probably like, I'll Venmo you or something. <laughs> and you could even see from like the brief moment when she opens the fridge to get lucky food. Like yes. she had like a jar of jelly and like that pizza box. So that was it. <laughs> and I'm like, how old is that pizza? <laughs> I know. She's like, here, just take it. Okay, bye. Like, <laughs> I also love like, that's all that Lucky is eating. Yeah. Like, like put we, it in a bowl for him and everything. Like that's, it's just it's just pizza and I'm like that's not good for the dog but you know what it's vibe actually yeah can we talk about how they literally were at a CVS like she could have been like hang on I gotta get like a bag of dog food like she's just like nah yeah he likes pizza (laughs) the pizza dog the pizza dog I love Lucky I can't wait to see more of him yes yes and I like that he and Clint had a brief and at first in the story he's like what what do you want with me he's like get away from me but then when it was him alone and the dog came up to him he's like oh you're a good boy it's like oh Clint you little softy it really it really is like that though I feel like that's the way he treated him in the comics too because he was like ew a dog and then like (laughs) then Lucky got like hit by that car and he was like my dog (laughs) (laughs) And I think, yeah, Clint is the one who like gives him pizza at first too in the comics. Yes. He's like, that's oh, why he liked boy. him because mm-hmm. he even knew he could trust him because he gave him the pizza. Yeah. And now they just like switched it to Kate, which I'm like, I love seeing how the MCU kind of incorporates things because like they'll keep mm-hmm. similar elements, but like kind of switch it up depending on how they want the story to go. Yeah. So, oh, I just yeah. am so glad they have him either way. I love Lucky. I know. Such a good boy. <laughs> he's such a good boy his one eye (laughs) I know I know I was actually scared because in the comics you know he gets hit by the car so I was actually scared that we were gonna like actually witness that and like that was gonna be how he lost his eye and everything and that's how like Kate and or Clint found him and like took him in so I'm glad he was spared the uh the car accident in the show because I guess we don't want to see that we don't want to see that yeah I feel like they also um portrayed him more as just like a stray dog instead of like I know like in the comics he was like owned by the tracksuit bros first right yeah Mm -hmm. and then they like took him and saved him I'm curious like I mean there's still opportunity for them to find out that he was the tracksuit bros dog like they could have something down the line but uh, we'll have to see I'm not sure we'll see speaking of the track now that you mentioned you know lucky and the tracksuit mafia because that moment when he's biting the guy who was standing guard by the van during the auction. Mm-hmm. He's like biting the guy's leg. Did he get, did he pick up the watch or did he 
did the tracksuit mafia still have the watch i can't remember I'd if it was to watch it again i yeah. can't remember off the top of my head because if they have the watch why aren't they doing whatever it is that they were planning on doing why are they so focused on and i get it ronan like yeah. they have a history with him and everything but it's like if he if people know like ronan killed a bunch of people i would not be trying to mess with said said assassin um if i if i have like some evil plan that i'm trying to fulfill i would you know go do that and hopefully ronan just like stays away um well i guess i kind of just answered my own question probably trying to take ronan out to like not interfere with their evil plan i don't know i'm not um, i'm not a mobster i'm not i don't know (laughs) (laughs) now they're just obsessed with kate because of that two seconds that she had it on kate's just like okay (laughs) And like, uh, so when she's fighting them in like the, that wine cellar thing, it was like, you know, it's pretty cool. You know, she's not 100%, you know, a super great fighter. Like she can defend herself, but it's not, she still needs some training and everything. Mm-hmm. And then I liked how they showed immediately Clint, like his fighting style, like how he can defend himself and how he can beat, beat down all of those guys. And Kate's like, so no, I, 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 it's like, I, I, I got, I had that. Like I was fine. <laughs> like, okay. That part when she was in the wine cellar and she was like, this is exactly why I'm going to quit. You don't even know my name. Yes. Like I was crying. Yes. <laughs> oh. She's but definitely the, like quick on her feet. I will say yes. that. Like. She is. She definitely is. When. For when the guy, the other waiter first came up to her with like the other, with like the platter of glasses of champagne or something. He's like, excuse me. She's like, oh, great. Thanks. Like she's just rolling with the punches. And it's like, hmm, you know, for, for somebody who has like no spy training, you, 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 you're, you're onto something there, Kate. Exactly. <laughs> she's so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So it's, I mean, Four episodes left and still a lot of ground to cover. I'm curious to know like what's so important about the suit though. That like why Clint wasn't happy just letting it burn. Because yeah. as far as you know, like when the whole apartment's on fire, like especially because it was like in the middle of the fire, which is another thing. How the heck did, oh, I know how that guy got it. Because he's a firefighter. Yes. Yes, I totally missed that. Okay. <laughs> Let's okay. It's okay. So, I missed the I, hearing I, aid. You missed the firefighter. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. Okay. So putting that aside. Okay. Going back to my thing about the suit. Why I get how Clint like doesn't want anybody to wear it because then people will go after that person for like stuff that Clint did. But why does what was his assumption that like that he's gonna come back for it? If like there's a fire, yeah. you assume it's gonna burn, it's not gonna be usable. Speaking of which, like that suit was still in pretty good condition considering it was surrounded by fire. Anywho. Stark nanotech. That's all I can think. Maybe. (laughs) Imagine Clint going to Tony like after everybody's been dusted and Tony's like still all malnourished from being in space for like three weeks. He's like, like, hey, I need a suit so I can go be an assassin and kill a bunch of criminals. Tony, you're not going to live in my vents, Clint? No. Okay, here. (laughs) Here's like, here $2,000 and a ninja suit. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you get the Quinjet for one one-way trip. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Not a round trip. 
pick wisely pick your destination wisely <laughs> he's like as a matter of fact maybe one round trip because we all know what happened to banner and i'm not reliving that <laughs> i think he'd be fine if that was clint if that happened to clint yeah. <laughs> he's like now now he'll never live in my vents ever again Oh my gosh. Speaking of which, when Clint said, oh, Tony sold Avengers Tower, and Kate was like, that's so very sad on so many yeah. levels. I was like, it is. Like, yeah. It is sad. Oh, I know the first episode, like, especially when he was at the musical, like, really made me think, like, I, I mean, I, I was thinking about Wanda, too, but just, like, mm-hmm. how lonely Clint must have felt. I mean, he he's a little different than Wanda. Like, he had his family. So, like, he had, you know, Laura mm-hmm. and, like, everybody to, like, as his support system but like all yeah. of his friends are gone you know yeah. or like doing other things or not talking to him uh, sam and bucky um <laughs> i mean to be fair they didn't really have a lot of interaction like like clint retired at the end of age of ultron that's like right when sam joined the team that and then he true. was there for like two seconds in, in civil war and then when they were all on the run, Clint went back home. So like he and, and Sam have like no connection at all. And then forget about Bucky. Um, no, but I totally get what you're saying. Like, especially cause it's like, it's definitely part survivor's guilt, you know, not with yeah. just, not just Natasha, especially. but like Tony. Like if you think, I don't know if you saw the deleted, um, the deleted like alternate version of Tony's death where the it's kneeling like Al- one? yeah the kneeling like Clint's the first yeah. one to take a knee and you can tell like it's like he like bows his head and everything and it's like resting his his head on his hand like it you can tell it weighed on him so much like Tony's death and Natasha's death like all the sacrifices that were made so that they could all live and survive so it's definitely survivor's guilt that he's dealing with but also like you said like he's not connected to any of the Avengers anymore yeah and I feel like it would hurt me more if like the 2012 Avengers had cannons that we all had, that they all lived together. They were all besties and a family and everything. If that was like canon, I'm pretty sure like it would hurt way more. Oh yeah. Um, but still, even just like losing Natasha, just that alone is just like, ouch. Even like, I mean, I know it starts to get hard because everybody has different filming schedules and everything, yeah. but I'm really like, I think in a real world scenario, Clint and Wanda probably would have talked. Yeah. Like, because Nat was both like so important to both of them, you know? Yeah. And the fact that they haven't connected at all, like, again, you, it gets starting to get hard. Like, mm-hmm. the, and this happens with other stuff too, you know, like the events of Spider Man, like, where are all the other Avengers? Dur- yeah. Like, where are they? Like, you know, like, even just from the trailer, it's like, okay, Doctor Strange is going to be there, but like, where is everyone (laughs) and like the sky's opening up and peter's just like gotta deal with it like (laughs) it's like well it's in the neighborhood so (laughs) yeah friendly neighborhood spider-man i signed up for it (laughs) well that reminds me too how like the eternals and the falcon and the winter soldier takes place in the same week yeah like it's the same amount Like like during the same and it's like (laughs) it makes me laugh because I think back and I know it doesn't all happen at the same time like the Falcon and Winter Soldier takes place like months after WandaVision and Loki that's still all confusing because like the time travel and everything and then um, we know Far From Home takes place like probably a little after the Falcon and the Winter Soldier 
but just <laughs> just thinking about how everybody's just like struggling and depressed and just <laughs> dealing with all these problems and then you have Sam and Bucky <laughs> on a boat but then that raises another question because going back to Hawkeye the newscaster the the news reporter whatever was saying how like this is the first time Ronan has been spotted in years plural yeah I'm like but okay so he was still Ronan like oh like maybe two weeks before they brought everybody back so how many years has it been especially because like Cooper is so big he is he's so big and like Lila's older too but she still seems pretty close to her age that she like the age she was in in Avengers Endgame in that very first scene Mm -hmm. but Cooper is like too big yeah it was I'm curious if they'll address the timeline at all like the more episodes come out like if they'll talk about like where it lies on the timeline and everything but aren't also like aren't Clint's kids played by like the Russo brothers like nieces or something like there's some relation there so she is Lila is she's played by one of their nieces or one of their daughters yeah um but I don't know about uh Cooper and Nate yeah I'm not sure I think that's so cool though yeah (laughs) I do like that they kept the same actress for Lila I did too I don't like it when they change actresses or actors (laughs) Ant-Man the Wasp (laughs) Cassie Cassie Lang (laughs) I will okay I will say though like I felt like the when they casted older Cassie, she she's supposed to be like 18, right? 16, 18, somewhere in there. She looked not that age. She looked much older than that to me. So if she's let I because I don't remember what age she is in Amen the Wasp, but I want to say she's like nine. I want to say she's like between nine and 12, which I know is like a big age range, but like somewhere around there, which means after five years, she would have to be between 14 and 17. Yeah. Yeah. More or less. If I did that math correctly, I don't, I don't know, but so I guess it's just, to me, it's just a shame that they aged her at all. Cause I love, I, I know I, I wish that they... little girl as Cassie, she and, and Paul Rudd had such good chemistry together like all their scenes together just I like understand I know it's because they're trying to set up the young Avengers but at the same time I'm just like I miss baby Cassie I know I know but especially like when you think about it like how much time has passed since they filmed Endgame to now with Ant-Man Quantumania or ooh, Ant-Man ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're like, I mean, I don't know how how the how old she looks now, but I feel like they yeah. could have gotten away with who using they had her. Yeah. 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 It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. We're just a little salty about it. Just a little. Just should, a little. Cassie should have been blipped. <laughs> because I, Scott I, deserves his time yes. with his baby girl mm-hmm. yep yep not to mention like I feel that would have been more of a motivation for him to try to bring everybody back like I know he loves hope that's like a whole thing I just feel like that would have been more motivation for him to get his daughter back especially because then like Tony could relate to him more because then Tony's like I kind of also want to get my kid back too but that's again that's a whole 
different topic for another time. Oh man. It, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I get it. I guess. Yeah. Cause Clint, he lost all his kids. So then it would be very repetitive. So, and like, I appreciated how in the first episode of Hawkeye that you can tell Clint's like, he's being, in my opinion, at least he's being like a little overbearing. Like he, it feels like he's like, I just want to do all the fun things because I never thought I was going to get my kids back. And I appreciate how the kids aren't like annoyed with him, that they're just yeah. kind of embracing it. And they, I assume they understand like where he's coming from. I think in some aspects too, they probably are also excited about it because if you think about it, like he's always, well, and until he retired, yeah. he's always away. Like they never, yeah. like he probably didn't even get to see the, I mean, he saw them grow up, you know, but like he probably mm-hmm. missed good chunks of it. Like, you know, yeah. so to them, they're probably like New York with dad. And then he's like, yeah. uh, by the way, I'm sending you home. And they're like, <laughs> like oh, okay. was like, thanks dad. Like, and I love that. I love how she just calls him out. She's like, you have a cut on your head. And there's the whole ninja thing going on. Like, what, what is happening? Oh, she yeah. has so much of her mom in her. Like, yes. Laura's okay. so much like that. Like, Can we talk about Laura a little bit? I love how she's just, like, in the know about everything. Yes. Yes. I love like, that. She, she was like, oh, man, the tracksuit bros again? Like <laughs> Those guys. Really? And then when Clint was like, oh, I'm going to do like a catch and release. And she's like, oh, one of Natasha's old moves. Yeah. I was like, oh, she knows Aww. she's not just some stay at home wife. Like she, she, she knows everything. I, yeah. I it's yeah. No, I, really I gave like her a that. hard time when age of Ultron came out. Um, but I, it, I, same thing with Clint. Like, I feel like the characters are getting much better writing to work yep. with. It's like so. their redemption show. <laughs> yes. Yes. And depending on how it goes, maybe we'll get a season two. Who knows? I really hope. That would be awesome. Yeah. yeah. Just do I all love the holidays. No, literally like Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Cupid. Exactly. Some serial killer in, in New York City going by Cupid. <laughs> going after it's going after people who like cheat on their on their significant others. Exactly. There we go. He just wrote the new season. Perfect. There it Matt is. Attraction. If you're watching, <laughs> me and Catherine, we've just we're written here. a whole new season of Hawkeye. We for got you. it. We got it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, I just like as someone who's just getting into the comics too, like mm-hmm. the Matt Fraction run, I think out of everything I've read so far has been one of my favorites. And to be able to see that like represented on screen was so cool yeah. for me. Like I just felt like I was getting new versions of the comics that we love, you know? Like I was yeah. like, yes, like it's familiar characters and you like love their storylines and everything, but it's like a new aspect of it and it's like reliving that. That's so yeah. cool. Yeah, no, I agree. The Matt Fraction comic. This this was the first comic that I ever owned, that I ever read. And it's so I completely agree. It's so great to like see it finally realized. And like you said before, just seeing these characters being redeemed and being written the way they were supposed to be. Exactly. It's just, and it's just a fun show, especially, you know, the, how they like tie in, like, you know, the, the holiday music in there with the score and everything. It's, they're just, 
they're there to have a good time and I'm here to have a good time with them yes it gives me like it's so funny because sometimes the music gives me like half sitcom vibes and then it's like the next scene is like dramatic violin like it's (laughs) it's so oh but that's what makes it so good like I just Mm -hmm. love it so good such a good show I can't wait for the next like couple of episodes it's gonna be so good. yeah now the next I they've set it up really well and I can see why they put out those first two episodes together it's very similar to like how they did with WandaVision because I feel like just one episode isn't quite enough that's nothing against the pilot of Hawkeye I think the episode as it stands alone is very good but we want to see you know, we want to see Kate and Clint interact and they don't meet until the very end of the episode. And to kind of, you know, go into a little theorizing conspiracies um, over here. So it wasn't until recently that Marvel was like, oh, we're going to release the first two episodes on the same day. That was not, ne- that was never being discussed. That wasn't a thing. So if you count out like the weeks of with the episodes and everything, episode five comes out the Wednesday before No Way Home. And so episode yeah. six comes out afterwards. So it's like, okay, if they, if, if they decided kind of all of a sudden that they're going to do the first two episodes so that episode five matches up with No Way Home makes me wonder if there's going to be some connection between No Way Home and episodes five and six of Hawkeye. That's a good point. Right? Maybe this will be connected to The Watch or something. The Watch, maybe maybe wilson fisk daredevil (laughs) meanwhile i'm over here like bring back daredevil like bring him back i'm just saying because you know the the rumors with vincent d'onofrio being in the show and with him you know because kingpin is a was originally a spider-man villain so in the opening the multiverse and everything like and if if matt murdoch is going to be peter parker's lawyer who knows like that would be if if those pieces like align then it would make sense like oh we have to you know make sure we don't give too much away for spider-man slash give too much away for episode six of of hawkeye so i don't know we'll see yeah we'll see what happens there's so many ways they could take the rest of this show too which is so awesome yeah i'm so excited no that's absolutely true like there's like we have an idea of where it's gonna go but it really could go anywhere because I feel like that's just kind of the vibe of the show. It's just chaos going back to <laughs> going back to Kate Bishop. It's just chaos and in a good way. Exactly. Yeah. All right. And that is it for this episode of the Phantom Report. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in and a huge thank you to Jess for joining me on this episode (laughs) make sure you guys follow jess she is on instagram she is on tiktok female peter parker and i will put the links in the description box down below so again thank you guys all so much for tuning in and we will see you on the next episode bye